You're listening to DraftKings Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Cooligans Women's World Cup Daily. I am excited today. I am joined again by another guest. I, just as a reminder, Alexis is on vacation, but we, we've been upgrading on, on guest co-hosts, all right, this time around. And I'm excited about um, our next guest because... She is uh, an absolute baller. You've seen her, uh, obviously, with the North Carolina Courage. Uh, I've seen her break Dominican hearts with the U.S. Youth <laughs> National Team. But so I'm so excited to talk to her. Uh, forward for the North Carolina Courage, please give it up for Brianna Pinto. Brianna, what's up? Not much. Thank you for having me. Um, I get to fill Alexis's shoes today. I'm actually, my middle name's Alexis, so shout out to him. Look at uh, this. Great guy. You know what? All right. You know what? In the little, in the little title card, when your name comes up, I'm, we're going to make sure we put your middle name in there, uh, and we'll see if fans can tell the difference between the two of you. <laughs> uh, so, Brianna, thank you so much for joining me. We have to, obviously, the Women's World Cup is going on uh, right now. Let's just get right to it because today was uh wild two uh incredible matches obviously australia and france and england and colombia and just immediate reactions because this is uh you know how have you been taking in this world cup with with being an athlete and also these start times you're on the east coast how are you how are you managing to even watch uh, the games and also get to training on time I think for me, I definitely have to watch a lot of reruns because we're in the middle of season. So sleep is of the utmost importance, but um, I'm loving this World Cup. I think the era of women's football is bigger than ever. And it's been so exciting to see so many teams with these these storybook runs, uh, specifically Colombia. Like, I love everything about how they play. And, you know, it's sad to see them lose today because I was actually rooting for them at this point in the tournament. Um, but, you know, England is a great side um, and they are like a favorite to win at this point. But um, also looking at the Australia-France game, I would never would have predicted that outcome. But, um there's something to be said about having your fan support right in your backyard. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it's a wild that it's, you know, you, you, you get that it's definitely a boost having home field advantage, uh, but it really is, um, you know, and, and this has been kind of the narrative throughout the, the Women's World Cup, which is the, the not only are, are we watching great games, uh, entertaining matches, but it's also the storylines of, like, Teams fighting against their federations, fighting against the fact that the, maybe the sport is not the most popular in, in, in that particular country. And uh, Australia is, has all <laughs> kind of storylines and they are succeeding. So, um, so let's start there because Australia be beats France in penalties and we can get to the penalties because they were literally the most chaotic. And it's just it's upsetting because it's like these for us in, in the United States, especially on the East Coast. Penalties that this chaotic shouldn't be happening at 5 a.m. 
Don't do this to I, me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it physically hurts, um, but it's but, heartbreak. <laughs> but the the fact that um, throughout this game, I honestly thought Australia was completely better. I thought they had better chances. If it wasn't for that line, goal, that goal line clearance um, from De, De, uh, De Almeida, uh, Australia probably just wins this game in in, in regulation. But uh, this game, and then just seeing how Australia has been been playing overall, especially as a player. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I can I may not be able to break it down like uh, like a coach or a player can. But how how have you you think they've been able to do this, especially without Sam Kerr having started in most of the tournament? I think everybody else has stepped up in such a beautiful way. You can see that they let the ball work and they're looking for each other in combination, specifically in the attacking third. They're always trying to make the final pass. They're supporting with um, runs. And uh, I think they have that bite in them. And they're trying to be first to every ball, especially in the attacking box. Um, Haley Rosso has had a great tournament. I think uh, she's brought a lot of energy to uh, their environment, but you can just see the energy and passion that is willing them forward. I'm super happy to see their performance throughout the World Cup. Yeah, it's a uh, it really is something that like uh, you know, especially after uh, Colombia uh, uh, losing to England, I'm just like, all right, that's it. I'm I'm Aussie now. You know, I have <laughs> I, 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 you always every World Cup, right? Like you know, I got into the game. I got into soccer. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, son of Dominican immigrants, soccer was not really uh, something that we grew up with. But I had uh, Colombian friends that that introduced me to the game, brought me to my first uh, uh, soccer game. So that's it. I was just like, all right, during World Cups, um, I switch nationalities. I pick up a Colombian passport and start supporting my country from that my childhood country that I've been <laughs> that I was clearly born in. Um, so, uh, but it, it has been, uh, especially when you say that that they have uh, bite. I think this is the uh, a a transformative um, World Cup for Australia and, and also probably for a, a lot of teams. They they are not only f offensively. Uh, offensively, um, I, I forgot her first name, but Fowler. Um, you know the people who step in for Sam yeah, Kerr. It's just like, I, I don't know where she plays. Uh, it's absolutely remarkable. The, the penalty that she took was a laser. No one, no one's stopping that. The, the, the confidence is like, it, maybe it's simply just playing at home. Um, or maybe it's, there's something happened from the 2019 World Cup to now that every team is like, all right, well, we're not, the U.S. is not winning it all the time. Like, it, it, the federations have either they've they've stepped up, they've put uh, more money, mm -hmm. um, but they there truly is a, it feels different than than most uh, than than previous World Cups as far as the just the competitive level. Uh, yeah, I would say that everybody sees that it's it's there for for grabs. Like who wants it the most? And I think you have to come with a game plan where you have got a coaching staff that believes in its players, that has them organized in set pieces, that knows what their plan is. Um, when when one thing fails, they're able to bounce to a new formation and things like that. Um, and I think um, Australia has shown that resilience. And back to your point about Mary Fowler, she's an 03. And one of the cool things about seeing some of the young players in this tournament is that they're playing with that freedom, that joy, that energy that um, helps them like thrive on that field. And you can see just a little bit of like cockiness that they're like, I'm going to take it right to the goal and I'm going to embarrass you on the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. way there. <laughs> and I, I love that flair that she brings because it's so exciting to watch. And 
Uh, it makes you want to be out there. So um, it's been so fun to follow the young players. Um, I think Mary Fowler has stepped in beautifully. And I'm sure Sam Kerr is has been guiding her from the sidelines and giving her tips about how to step into a major tournament like this. Um, I've played against Sam Kerr a couple of times, but she's a great leader. Um, I think she knows what it takes to win. And I think she's going to help guide this team forward. All right. And as, as someone who's obviously represented the U.S. Uh, at the youth levels, I have to get your thoughts on how uh, the U.S. Women's National Team uh, uh, fared at the World Cup. I mean, we've seen um, it, it's even from a, you know, I don't know if, if it's like a, a political perspective or just there's something we're not used to seeing the U.S. women lose. Right. So this is the, fir the first time in over a decade that we even sort of have to parse through these kind of feelings, but the, the, the U.S. women obviously, you know, leaning on a lot of uh, activism, leaning on just simply success, it, 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 it sort of feels like everybody was waiting for 12 years for, for, for them to lose, to, to, to get that like frustration out. Um, but when it comes to on the field, well, what did you think? And then what do you think of the off field sort of uh, response to uh, being knocked out of the tournament? You know, I think it's unfortunate because they played their best game in the last game and then were knocked out uh, via penalties. But I think for them, it's just getting on the same page about what their identity is because all these up-and-coming nations are able to hold the ball and um, play under pressure. And, and um, I think we need to continue to evolve in our tactical approach um, just because speed and athleticism doesn't win games as much as it um, would could in the past. Um, with that being said, I think we have talented players. I think we've got real footballers from 1 to 23 on the roster. And um, I think we need to be in a position where um, the players are set up to success, to, to be successful. So um, for me, I think in the opening matches, we, we kind of looked a little bit lost. Um, we were a little bit flat-footed in terms of like our press. We weren't united. Um, and then when we didn't have the ball against the Netherlands, it, it was just a little bit jarring because the USA is used to being on top. So um, I think, you know, you take this moment, you learn from it, and then you come back in 27 or in the Olympics next year. And um, you kind of work on that identity on like, how are we going to hold the ball? How are we going to make sure that we can suffocate the life out of them um, right. defensively and uh, just figure out like how we evolve. So um, I don't think that's anything to like hang our heads over, you know, having an expectation of getting to the World Cup final every single time is hard to live up to. But I think we should take it very seriously that we need to learn. We need to have better tactics put it put up for us to be successful. Yeah, and uh, and as far as the 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 drama around the the, the women's World Cup has been interesting because the last couple of days, obviously after the Netherlands lost, everybody seemed to be dunking on Bierenstein, uh, uh, Bierenstein, well, uh, for for calling out the U.S. saying that like oh they were it was all talk and they were they were t talking too much about getting to the final already, uh, which is sort of an interesting thing too because I I don't necessarily remember any players directly saying like yo we're gonna that, that's it we're, we're already thinking about the final but the Evelyn the advertising campaign was like hey this is Sophie Smith be terrified of her uh U.S. is coming for everything and it was like the the, the arrogance was 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 there so I don't know if it was a if it put unnecessary pressure on the players 
You know, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I really did like the mindset, especially in the media after, um, you know, rather poor performances. Kelly O'Hara and Lindsay Horan were like, we're taking it one game, game at a time. We did what we had to do to advance and we move on and we continue to grow throughout this tournament. So I think their mindset, like when they didn't put the performance that they wanted, um, their their ability to move on from that and focus on the game at hand and what what it would take for them to advance was actually pretty admirable. Um, but with, with regard to just the mindset and the arrogance that um, Lynette thought that they had, I, you know, I think you have to be confident to win anything. I think you need to believe in yourself because if you, if the players don't believe that they can do it, then there's no way it's going to happen. But um, you know, we have marketing dollars behind us. Um, the whole U S wants to see our team win. And um, I thought those, those ads were incredible. It pumped me up. I think it got a lot of new soccer fans excited about this tournament. Um, and you want to see our women um, put on that platform where they're international superstars. So I, I loved all those commercials. I thought it was a great way to support the game. And, um, you know, with respect to the U.S., they got to keep believing that, that they're going to win every single time. And um, it will it'll work out for them in the long run. Yeah, the, it's, a, it's a little bit of, you know, you got to ignore the haters because there's a lot of haters it's weird it's like <laughs> yeah I, you know so personally many. if i were if i were her and i lost in a world cup final four years ago i would not say anything about right? the u.s i was like you can't talk unless you've got uh, <laughs> the trophy but right, right, you know right. I, unfortunately I, she had a, a a moment of karma because in the last game <laughs> she had several quality chances yeah. at goal and uh, was unable to put them away. And uh, Spain steps up uh, their young player and actually scores on the, the next play after that. Right, so. right, right. Uh, Paraguelo. Yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. Yeah, there's a uh, I heard uh, somebody say on on uh, on attacking third on CBS that that we need we need more villains in women's soccer. Uh, I and, like that word, <laughs> and and it, I think it's a it's a healthy um, thing because obviously it's it's part of a lot of storylines. It's in it's in all of sports uh, for for the most part, and there is a uh, you know this this seems like a, a, a turning of the tide of just a like all right let let's have uh, personalities have character and uh, that isn't necessarily um, you know it, everybody ain't friends after the game. <laughs> right that's yeah. like that's, and that's that's my favorite thing about like the u.s women's national team i think we've got so many villains if you will we've got so many fun personalities who are out there to win like we've got real competitors and i think that's why i fell in love with the women's national team at least ours for the u.s but um to see these emerging talents from all over the world come and uh show what they can do uh caicedo is one of them linda from uh, colombia um uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> women are taking over. And like, I, I agree. And it's, it's not only they're taking over, but it's like, it's at, at this point, you know, the, the, the comments of like, you know, uh, I, I don't watch women's soccer. I don't watch women's sports. It's like, it's good business. There's plenty, plenty of people making, deep, you know, really good money. It's it's only growing. Uh, you know, salaries are going up and stuff like that. So you, it's uh, it's it's in the, the best interest of everybody to to support. But some people want to take the time to 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 throw shade or, or I, I forgot who it was. It was some like an England uh, player. It might have been I don't know if it was Chloe Kelly or somebody. But saying that like you know I don't know. It's actually questioning like why are people why do people spend time to knock 
women's soccer. Like, she goes, I don't watch darts, but I don't spend the time commenting about, I, I hate darts. Why are you watching darts? <laughs> so, <laughs> Why are you watching darts? Because <laughs> it's like, wh what the energy to put into that. Like, it's just don't watch it if you don't want to watch it. <laughs> so, so, you know, I tell these people all the time that they desperately need to chill. They need to chill with an ice cold course light. Let's go, Brianna Pinto. Let's, the, the, segue, <laughs> the segues are here. Uh, so, uh, because we're all watching League's Cup. Uh, have you been watching Messi in, in League's Cup? I mean, I feel like it's appointment television. Of course I have. Okay, yeah. It, it, is, it is entertainment, pure <laughs> joy. Uh, specifically their game versus FC Dallas. That was that was, Insane. I mean, look, the, it, it, I just I love the fact that the storylines of like, you know, the refs are in it for Messi. And it's like, yo, but why is this dude hitting the ball into his own goal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need to do all that. But <laughs> but it adds to the, the storyline. So, uh, yeah, I'm only rooting for Messi now because uh, my brother's team is out. But. That's you know? right. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, you, I mean, you come from a, a, a footballing family. It's uh, it, it is, uh, you know, quite, quite impressive. So uh, so as always, this summer, stay passionate and stay refreshed with an ice cold Coors Light, official beer of League's Cup 2023. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. Uh, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, uh, Brianna, thank you so much for partaking in that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The England, Colombia. And you mentioned Linda uh, Caicedo. A little bit. We've been talking about her a ton. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, sad to obviously see her in tears um, after the game was over. Um, but what a player! What a tournament! What What do you expect for her in the future? I think she could become like World Player of the Year. Honestly, um, I think the thing that I really admired about her game was just her organization in the box. She always knew where she was specifically her back post goal where um, she took a touch with the outside of her left foot and then did like an inside outside chop back to her right foot and crawled it to the back post. Like I think that was one of the top goals in the tournament for me, at least um, I think she's just so savvy um, on the ball. And, you know, one thing that makes her a difference maker is how quickly she gets her shot off in this tiniest window yeah. of space. Um, but, you know, she, she's a joy to watch. I think she, she's got the world at her, at her hand, in her hands. And it's just been, um, so special to see her grow into this stage because she's put, she's put the world on notice. Yeah. yeah. We see them. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. There's a, have, I don't have you played, I don't know if you've played against her, 
um, uh, at, at any point. She's a bit. I'm honestly not sure. No, no, no. Yeah, um, but um, I, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. The the um, you know, we had like uh, Melissa Ortiz uh, on, uh, who's uh, obviously uh, with Fox and, and doing the coverage, and and you know, just so many positive things to say and uh, about her, about the team. Uh, another kind of storyline, especially with with Colombia, with fighting against their federation for just uh, access to resources and, and uh, just better pay and, and, and things of the sort. But uh, Colombia has been, a, at least to me, just a, such a... Uh, just a beautiful story with, with not only, um, you know, obviously having players like Linda Caicedo, but just the... They're just like a... They're a really good team. I keep saying this all the time. They, 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 they were incredibly balanced. I mean, even the the... What sucked about the, you know, they, they scored, in the, um, which was a remarkable goal uh, in the first half, but the fact that they couldn't hold on and not give up a goal in that first half, I think is what kind of did them in, probably meant to, uh, the, the, just mentally, uh, psychologically, it just hurts to give up that goal late in, that, uh, in the first half after a, a just miscommunication and mistake and the goalkeeper doesn't just, just hold on to that. And because it really felt like England was on the ropes uh especially when that goal went in because if, if they would have just you know marinoed it and just everybody just stay by 11 players behind the ball i think uh, uh columbia could have done it but the the uh i know you you met you had mentioned that you have some uh, uh friends it uh, that play for england uh what, what's it what's it like when you know, you know, you know how, how do you choose your allegiances because i'm sure you have friends on all so many uh different teams so uh, i'm sure it makes it a little bit difficult yeah, I would say I'm a student of the game. I'm a fan um, of all the players that I've gotten to play against. Uh, I'm learning while I'm watching, so that's been super cool. But um, my teammates were um, Alessia Russo and Lata Wubin Moy at the University of North Carolina. So to see them step into the international uh, stage has been beautiful. I'm so excited for them. Uh, actually, Alessia scored, so yeah, yeah. Um, happy for her. Um, I think they're both incredibly talented players, and um, I like the fact that they're under uh, Surya Vigman. Uh, she's also a Carolina alum, so that's been pretty cool. Uh, but anyways, their team has, they play a, a good brand of football. I like how they hold the ball. I think they're patient under pressure, and I think they've got a lot of World Cup class football followers on the field. So um, it's been cool to see uh, their growth in just the last couple of years and um, specifically their investment in the younger players. Um, so a player like Georgia Stanway, I grew up playing against um, in the youth national teams. And she's someone that has like almost a hundred caps. I don't know the exact number, but they're building like a wealth of experience um, among their younger players who will one day take over um, that team. So that core group of like Alessia, Lauren Hemp, um, uh, Latin Wubin Moy, uh, Chloe Kelly, they all grew up playing together. So you can see that chemistry uh, between them. Yeah, the uh, I mean, Alessia Russo is also an interesting uh, story there because obviously Rachel Daly's on that team. And Rachel Daly is a very, very good striker who's playing fullback because Alessia Russo is just that good. And uh, I, I, it's just a wild kind of uh, um, formation and, and to have such a threat. Uh, in the back as well, like Rachel Daly is, uh, it makes it a little. Uh, I don't know if it's. Are you concerned defensively? I don't even know. I mean, it hasn't England are that good that maybe it's like not that big a deal. Honestly, I've seen Rachel Daly do it all in the NWSL. Um, I think she's an, a really good player. I like the fact that she can play on both sides of the ball, like in in any line. Honestly, um, and I think that's just a valuable tool, um, being versatile because. 
as the game evolves, you're seeing more outside backs get involved in the attack, and she's really, really fit. So she can take up the whole flank and uh, find ways to interchange with the 7-11 that's right above her. So um, I think, you know, obviously she's a great goal scorer, but she she's able to show her attacking ability um, through the outside back role. Yeah, it's just, it's just like trippy to see a fullback wearing the nine. That's, it's just like, it doesn't look right on television, but but she's obviously she's a, she's a baller. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Lauren James incident? Because that was a concern. A lot of people thought maybe this, uh, they wouldn't be able to uh, get past Columbia because obviously missing one of their best players. Uh, but but what what is what was your reaction? Because also, um, uh, Michelle Alozia, she also, I don't know if you've seen her Twitter. She's been like handling yeah. it really, really well. It's like really, really funny. Uh, but what, what do you think when that happened? Honestly, I was disappointed. Um, just because for Lauren James to come out with the match that she did where she had th almost three goals and three right, assists, right. one was called back. Um, that's there's no better way to step into the international level, and I think she could have put herself up for contention for like the young player of the tournament. And I was just disappointed because she put her team at risk. And I understand that she's young and there's kind of like the game management that you learn over time, but to step on someone, I feel like we should know that that's not okay. Um, <laughs> like, what a, yeah. But uh, Michelle Lozier took it so well. Um, she's a person of, of great character. Um, she's a great footballer as well, but um I really commend her for, you know, um, just being noble in that situation. Um, obviously, it stinks to go out in the way that they did, but um, I was really proud of Nigeria's performance. I think they are playing uh, a really great brand of football as well, and I think they look really organized. And um, you could just feel that, like, competitive fire underneath them. And um, I, I really like what the coaching staff has done as well because they instilled a belief in them that I haven't see, seen before. Yeah, and I and I think uh, you know several of the players on the Nigerian squad are gonna you know head, heading to stardom, and she is definitely one of them. She did. This was pretty funny. She she was on uh, like I think an Instagram live with like on a, on a Nigerian show or podcast or something like that. And the host asked a very odd question, which um, even me, being a comedian, would never ask this question to an athlete. But she said, uh, he said, who on the Nigerian men's team do you have a crush on? Which was, I was like, all right, whatever, like crazy, wild question. Okay. <laughs> and then she said, she said, Alex Awobi. And then the comments were relentless under it. Everybody was like, <laughs> a bunch of Nigerian men were like, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you break I all did the see that on my <laughs> I did see that on my my Twitter feed but that was amazing. that's such a wild question but you know I guess if it's hopefully their men's team is supporting their women's team I'm sure they are watching back home right 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 that I, I want to wrap up uh, with this one of the uh, one of the things I um, really appreciate about you and, and I find it fascinating that you um, ran for uh, you're on the athletes council of US soccer right you're still on there um, this uh, so you you are currently 23 correct Yes, right. And uh, so th this is awesome. We ha we had um, uh, Mikey Lopez. You, you guys ran together, right? Next Gen United, if I'm not mistaken. We had Mikey Lopez and um, yep. Smith uh, Hunter, right? We had Smith. Yes. And it, so it, Matt Freese. 
Matt Fries as well. We haven't spoken to Matt, uh, Matt Fries, but Matt Fries, is, uh, we, I should talk to him. He plays for NYCFC, and I'm like a couple minutes away from, <laughs> from him. Um, but the, 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 and this is an interesting thing. Obviously, we, we spoke about this uh, years ago when, um, when the, the U.S. soccer president, uh, Carlos Cordero, stepped down. There was a, obviously an election. And so this was my, my first time really getting into like the weeds of it and, under, and understanding it. And then you realize there's almost no young representation when it comes to how U.S. soccer is, is run and who votes and, and who makes uh, uh, decisions. So I, I just want to just ask you, like, what's the experience been like? Have, have you felt like you've been able to push any kind of uh, real change, anything that you're really proud of with your work in, in, in trying to change how U.S. soccer is run in this country? Yeah, I think it's been a really um, eye-opening experience just because we get to make a lot of um, important decisions like who our president is, who our vice president is, um, and things like that. Um, also, some like bylaws that we're trying to work on. So um, we've moved to 33.3% representation um, for athletes in the United States um, in national governing bodies. So what that means is we have to have one-third uh, representation. And... I was a part of the governance task force that kind of figured out how do we as the United States streamline that process of making soccer the preeminent sport in the United States. So it's not just about the elite athletes. It's about the adult athletes in Texas that um, need the refereeing um, to be successful in, in their games, um, but also making sure that we have enough funding for our national teams, our cl club level games, and um, figuring out a way to support every level of of soccer in our nation um and you know it, i think there's a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds who have um, different ideas of how these organizations should be run but the reason i wanted to be a part of it is because i wanted to bring a younger perspective i wanted to bring a more diverse perspective um because i truly believe that uh, soccer is a global game um everybody in the in the world plays it and we should have that representation look like the people who are out out there on the field so um, just, I've learned a lot um, in terms of um, interacting with like membership organizations, um, understanding what the president does, and um, I, I just hope that we can use these next three to five years and really push for soccer to, to see its biggest growth in the United States because I think we're, we're walking into what could be the most transformative period of soccer um, in, in our history. I agree. Yeah. I mean, look, the, it's, a, it's a much longer conversation. Uh, you know, I, I want to get into like, how do we get rid of pay to play and all this other stuff? But, it, it's, no, but those, are, those are conversations that we're having because, um, you know, the reason I actually joined is because yeah, soccer's changed my life. Um, I've had so many experiences because my parents were able to afford it. Um, and I, it's, it's important to me to be able to extend those opportunities to other people and um, talk about the accessibility to the game. Um, you know, in the governance task force and on the athletes council, we talk about how do we get people involved in power soccer on their deaf national team? Um, those are our extended national team programs. Do they even know about it? Because for example, Nick Mayhew, who also ran on the next gen United campaign, um, he, he has CP. So he found out about the national team, the paranational team on a, an Instagram ad. And that's not okay because we want every kid in the country yeah, yeah. to know that there's a place for you in this game on the national team. 
Yeah, yeah. The, I, I, I follow Nick Mayhew on TikTok, and he's talked a lot about that, and it's, like, uh, very interesting. Also, my man posts the most thirst traps. The man is quite – he's very handsome, but, man, on TikTok is a beast. Uh, get, the g- girls go crazy in the comments uh, for him. <laughs> so, you know, props to Nick as well, man. He's, Nick <laughs> is a good-looking guy, but he has really – he's really stepped up, um, after, especially after it – his track endeavors he's he's killing it i'm yeah, so proud good, of him good, good yeah, for it's him been good, awesome. good for him uh well, all right brianna thank you so much uh uh for doing this i really appreciate you uh taking time i also want to give uh, obviously uh props obviously you play you play for the north carolina courage uh you you guys are in uh in first place in in nwsl uh so you know obviously best of luck uh for the rest of the season this has been uh you know i, I you know i was i was in uh, North Carolina when when the Courage won the last time they won the the NWSL championship so obviously a great uh, uh, you know just soccer uh, town uh, obviously the team is very well supported so uh, do, do you want to let any uh, people know about where to follow you or anything you want to may want to plug or anything yeah let's do it um, so I'm Brianna Pinto uh, my Instagram is at b.pinto my Twitter is at B underscore Pinto nine. And you can also follow my foundation, which is Pinto football foundation, football spelled F U T B O L. Um, so it's, those are my socials and I'd love to see you guys there. Cause I'll interact. Awesome. Uh, Brianna Pinto, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, everybody, uh, thank you so much for tuning in another, uh, uh, women's World Cup daily, uh, uh, for the Cooligans. And we'll, we'll be back the next match day, I believe is on, uh, the 15th Tuesday, uh, August 15th. So we'll be back with uh, a new episode. Uh, then, uh, we appreciate everybody. Make sure you, uh, subscribe, uh, you know, everywhere on YouTube, uh, the podcast, uh, uh, you know, shout out to everybody watching on DraftKings Network. We appreciate it. And we'll be back in a couple days. Enjoy, continue to enjoy this Wild Women's World Cup. Uh, Brianna Pinto, thank you again. Thank you for having me. This is really special. All right. Cheers, everybody. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.